I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hide your cats! It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century. From I Love Lucy to News Radio, I'm your TV guide, Brett White, and this week I'm joined by Ben Regeeb. Hello, Ben! Hi, Brett. What's going on? Uh, I want to apologize to everybody listening to your podcast, in front of everybody, I'm very sorry for spilling water on your sofa. Uh, very nice to have me as guest here, and I've been uh, just cut, created a mess, and I feel like maybe that is uh, an omen. I think it's very on game with the yeah. episode we're doing, maybe. <laughs> so this week, we're traveling to May 9th, 1988. Colors ruled the box office. Wishing Well by Terrence Trent Darby topped the charts, which Ooh. is a great song. Uh, and Alf... Aired Varsity Drag. Ben, you must have seen Varsity Drag before. I definitely have. I probably saw it when it aired Monday night because ALF was like appointment television. For you and your family? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's possible that maybe that wasn't until later seasons. I don't really remember all that clearly, but I do remember that Monday nights we would all watch ALF. I... I mean, this was 1988, so I was four. I was almost four. But I feel like Alf was such a uh, pop culture phenomenon. Like, he he existed even outside of the TV show. There were Alf toys and Alf puppets. Mm -hmm. There was an Alf comic book that Marvel put out. Uh, Alf was just an omnipresent pop culture figure that it's shocking to me that the show only lasted four seasons. Because I never watched Alf... I didn't watch... Alpha's was not regular viewing. Or maybe I was just so young that it was regular viewing, but those memories just didn't... Yeah, it's possible. I was it in my brain. Yeah, so in 1980, I was eight years old. Yeah. So I was slightly less than... Uh, uh, oh, nuts. Brian's Brian, age? Brian, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was... Um, Benji Gregory is the actor. I, was, <laughs> I, I, I Knowledge. About, well, I've been reading Wikipedia, and he... Yeah, because he... Uh, he's two years older than me. Uh, so yeah, I was very... But like, yes, I, I was like... No, and it, yeah, yeah, it's funny. Like, like he's so yeah. He would be the he would be the kid that I identified with on the show, or the character I identified with, and uh, and yeah, like yeah, no, there, there was a I actually forgot. So I was talking to somebody else, and, and they were talking about how the Alf the animated series, which I totally forgot. About, oh yeah, because there was a, they made a cartoon. Like yeah, this was the same time they made a cartoon uh, about you know his life on Melnac, and um, and then there was a, and then like Alf Tales, which was just like. 
Alf and his alien friends doing Earth Tales. But like, was yeah. that a cartoon? Yeah, yeah, there Alf, was like two cartoons. There were two cartoons? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never watched, I didn't really watch it that much, but when we started watching this and I saw the opening credits, it all came flooding back to me. Because I like the only thing I really remember about this show is the opening credits of him. The POV shot of him with a uh, video camera running around the, the house. big shoulder-mounted JVC yeah. video. We had one of those. Yeah, too. we had one of those. Yeah. Uh, him walking in on the mother in the shower. Which just very scandalous. Very scandalous. Uh, but all that just brought back so many... Is it the same opening credits for all four years? I'm pretty sure. Uh... So should, I don't know. Should we talk about why, the back why I suggested this? Yeah, go for it. Can I? Am I, the, is, am I the first one to get to suggest an episode? No, 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 no. Uh, Ari Scott and Mujan also. Oh, okay. All suggested right. All right. So I'm. Um, <clears throat> I broke fan. my own rule for you guys. Yeah. Um. Uh. Right. So. Uh. Oh boy. What was the question? <laughs> why did you suggest? Oh, why right. did why you I bring me through this journey? <laughs> why did I dredge this up? Uh. Yeah. So a couple. So yeah. So like I said. Alf was, like, one of the shows we all watched together when I was a kid. And I remember that. Had all sorts of fond memories of Alf. And then a couple of years ago, it was on Hulu. Mm, yeah, because it's not anymore. you got to buy it on yeah, iTunes. Yeah. It showed, but it showed up on Hulu, and I was like, uh, yeah, and basically I was like, oh, cool, Alf. I'll watch Alf again. This will be a fun romp. And it was so weird because uh, at the first time around I watched Alf, like I said, I was you know, eight to ten years old, and, like, it was funny, and this is funny alien. And, yeah. Uh, and then I watched it again uh, as an adult who pays rent, and I was like, I, I, this, Alf is a monster. Yeah, this is a horror show. He's a horrible, he's horrible. I felt so much worse for Willie. Like, you know, when I was a kid, Willie was just kind of mean. Like, yeah. and now I'm like, oh my god, why does he not murder Alf? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> um... <coughs> And, um, yeah, so anyway, so, yeah, it was kind of trippy. It didn't, uh, I don't know, I was like, I still enjoy the show, but definitely enjoy it differently. And in, in a way, it's kind of like a, I don't know, it makes me think about, like, how, yeah, you, you can't, you can't go back, right? <laughs> like, your brain totally recalibrates the older you get if you go back and look at these older shows. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. Um, this week... On Must Have Seen TV, we're talking about the ALF episode, Varsity Drag. It's the 26th episode of season two. It was written by Lisa A. Bannock and directed by Gary Shimokawa. Here's how iTunes describes the episode. ALF takes a job as a paper carrier when he learns that the cost of his upkeep is preventing Lynn from attending her first choice college. Ben, how accurate is that? Hmm. I believe that is how ALF would describe it. Yeah. Were you not able to find TV Guide for this? or Oh, like the TV... I don't ever do TV Guide summaries, although that'd be fun. I oh, I what... thought that's what you were doing. No, I'll do try to do um, ratings at the end. I usually try and find whatever the like streaming service describes them as. Yeah. But then again, they, the streaming service might describe them in the way that TV Guide might have described them, now that I think oh, about yeah, it. Yeah, like, I wonder... Because I know that they do recycle a lot of the summaries you know, around all the streaming services. I wonder if they pulled them originally from... Sure. TV Guide. Yeah. Uh, no, because that's, again, like, reading that summary and going to this episode, that's what I thought. I thought I was going to see Alf on a bicycle, you know, throwing... Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. He gets a job for uh, Lynn and 
No, for Kate and Willie. Right, so... Like, he, so the parents end up having to do it. Like, it's not even... Oh, God. So, yeah, so, so, the, so the plot's very simple, right? And there yeah. was no... Actually, yeah, the, the the show... This episode was actually less complicated than I remembered, even, because there's no, like, B-plot at all, No, right? it's... It's just... Uh, so it's Lynn... Uh, Lynn gets the letter that she uh, is accepted into Amherst and is super excited. Uh, Kate and Willie give her letter down and let her know that they can't afford to send her because of Alf. Because of they Alf. like because cannot they, say it like yeah. because Alf because is too Alf. expensive. Because Alf's he eats expensive. everything. Alf learning this tries to help uh, by trying to find jobs for like just fi- find more jobs for, for the other two for, yeah, for so the parents. First, his first attempt is to find jobs for Kate and Willie, um, which uh, which it, I, that's one of those things right where it's like his suggestion. Uh, the job he tries, the job he like pitches to Kate. Suggestions. Suggestion one, telemarketing for interview call 555 Jugs. <laughs> but he didn't say phone sex operator, right? No. It was like phone sub- It was, this is the thing, right? It was all euphemisms. Yeah. And I thought that was like funny, right? That's something that, like when I was 10, I would have been like, this is funny because people are laughing and it sounds goofy, but yeah. I don't understand what 555 Jugs means. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, like, he does that, and then another joke that he was like, oh, I could be an exotic dancer, because dancing, right? And then he dances, and it's cute and, like, funny. Right, because he doesn't understand what yeah. that is, we think. Uh, I'm really surprised they didn't go for, like, the I'm an exotic creature joke. Like, it's right there. Exotic dancing, I'm exotic, and I dance. <laughs> well, he just Not a good dance. joke. I think yeah. he just didn't, I mean, look. Point out that he's an exotic Alf creature. Alf is about... Subtlety. Yeah, definitely. And I think it wasn't the need to hit you over the head with that. I think that <laughs> read pretty clear. So, yeah. So, that fails. So, instead, he gets himself the job of a paper route. Ten paper routes. Ten route. paper routes. But, except he doesn't really get it the job himself because the... Like, he basically agrees to do that. Wakes up Kate and Willie. They come down. There's uh, an enormous... Number, 501 newspapers yeah. in their living room. And then... Uh, yeah, and then Kate and Willie have to drive around in a station wagon, and, like, Willie's the one actually throwing them. Yeah. And... He falls, Alf falls asleep before it's over. Right. <laughs> like, uh, yes, and then I, I want to unpack the ending of the episode once we get there, but I do, I want to get into, like, some detail. But, but yeah, so the question yeah. is, does Alf, Alf commits them to doing it, but he still requires them to help execute. Yeah. And so, uh... I, yeah, he didn't really get. The, he didn't do. He didn't do the job. Anything. He, he agreed to do the job. Yes. So like the episode opens with Alf on the couch, just like freeloading. I wrote like Alf on couch freeloading is like literally how it starts. He's hanging out. He just and that's what he does literally all the time. Right. Is the pilot of the episode? Is the pilot of the series Alf coming to Earth and them finding him? Yes. Okay. And why do they agree to he, this setup? Uh, I think he, he, if I remember correctly, he crashes into their garage. Uh, and I think it has to do with uh, Willie operating, being a ham radio operator. Oh. Uh, so he crashes into their garage and then the government comes by and they're like conflicted about turning him over. They, they like, I think there's like some dialogue where it's like, <laughs> oh yes, we're going to chop it up into bits. And they're like, oh, we can't let that happen. So that's why they agreed to, to harbor him. Little do they know that he's going to cost them, what, $10,000 in complications, I think is, is miscellaneous. that how? Miscellaneous. $10,000. Just stop buying so many miscellaneouses. <laughs> what are they? Greek pastries? <laughs> 
And there's also a point where he points out, like, $10,000, that could, like, feed a family of four on Melmac. And then I sort of wonder, like, how does he know that? Like, what is the Melmac to Earth exchange rate? Like, I, so, what? like I said, I was rereading Wikipedia on the way over, and they do actually, I guess they establish it, so I don't remember this, but they do establish that the currency on Melmac is Wernix, which is the name of one of the producers, oh. and that it is roughly uh, uh, one to ten dollars, like... <laughs> One Wernick, or yeah, one Wernick is ten dollars, or the other way. Around. They do establish an exchange rate. <laughs> I'm which, so glad that they did that. Yeah, yeah. At some point, <laughs> really get deep into it. Uh, yeah, there isn't there isn't a lot to talk about in this because the plot is so bare bones and it's also so sad. There's a moment where it's the season finale too. This is the season this two is like, finale. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is the halfway point of the series, and it lasted four seasons. There's a point when Willie and Kate are first breaking the news to Lynn. Uh, where they've asked Alf to leave, and Willie says, like, If it's any consolation, we've had a rare opportunity living with an alien. You know, you couldn't get that at Amherst. I'll never find out, will I? Which is a joke, but no one laughed. Like, that wasn't a laugh line. And then they repeat that line again, like, ten seconds later when Alf comes back in, and all of a sudden it's funny. Yeah. But when they are breaking the news to her, they just... The laugh track goes away. And I thought that was really weird, because I was like, that's a funny joke. Like, this is a rare opportunity, living with an alien. Any other show, that's a joke. And this, they were like, it's serious. <laughs> Which it is serious. I don't know. Very weird how they handled that. Yeah, no, actually, I never really thought about the fact... So this was definitely a laugh track show, right? Oh, 100%. Because, because of the puppet work, they couldn't do this in front of a live audience. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. No, I, well, yeah. That, yeah. Again, again, I looked that up. But, yeah. Um, right. And so, like... Uh, yeah, no, so it's interesting, right? Because, like, in a lot, for a live audience, I guess for a live audience, right, they cue, they do try to, like, if be like, hey, laugh now. I think there is, like, a like sign, that, right? there's usually, like, a sign that says, like, applause or laughter. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, at Late Show, because I worked at Late Show, we didn't have, you know, we just had to, <laughs> that's why we told them all the time, everything is funny, laugh at literally everything, and then you get celebrities coming on telling, like, like when Michael Richards came on to apologize for being a racist, yeah. the audience laughed at that, and then they were like, why are you guys laughing? And it's like, uh, because we just, for ten minutes, we had a person in a blue polo yelling at us <laughs> to laugh at literally everything, and also, we're tourists and have been taken out of the news cycle, so we have no idea of what's going on. <laughs> uh, so... That's really weird, because they could do this whole episode, and then in post be like, put a laugh here, don't put a laugh here. And so that one scene where they're letting her down, they like play it real straight. Right. Real dramatic. Right. Even though there are lines in there that could be funny. Right. Very weird. And it's also like, this is a show with a puppet on it, and you're doing your dramatic moments. Well, it still is. Yeah, it's a sad, it's a sad <laughs> it's a, moment. Um, I also wanted to bring up, I also noticed how uh, pa pastel the entire set is. Hmm. It really took me back to a very specific time of the 80s, I mean late 80s. The set looks like how Taco Bell and McDonald's looked in like the late 80s, early, early 90s. The kitchen is this weird like robin's egg blue and turquoise. Okay. And then like uh, Lynn's bedroom is like baby pink and like some yellow. It's everything is just so 80s. Do you think that's, do you think it's the time period or do you think there's some decision there about like standing, like making uh, Alf sort pop of out. Alf, red, orange, Alf. Pop out and everything. Pop out, yeah. That could make sense. And also I wonder if there's... Where does this show take place? Where do they live? 
I got. I actually started to wonder about that because they were saying like they did establish that this. I, I thought at first when they were like that college in Massachusetts, and I thought like, oh, are they gonna like avoid naming it? And then they did. Yeah. And then, but it was like then the alternative was go to like a state, a state, school. the state school, a state school. No, they were like a. No, it was a state oh, school. Yeah, there multiple. And then at the end, Lynn was like, "I have friends going to some of the state schools. Like <laughs> there are a bunch of them around. Yeah, and, and I can just go to all of them whenever I want. Yeah, just pop in." I don't know if they do... Uh, yeah, I don't remember if they ever do establish where in the country they are. Because I wonder if it's also they're wanting to especi- uh, specifically get across the tone of, like, this is very average suburban. Oh, absolutely. Like, not... It's not like a city. I mean, I'm trying to think of other late 80s sitcoms. I mean, Full House started the same year Alf did. Or maybe, like, a year after. And that house looks not... Yeah, but it's also San Francisco. Oh, yeah, no, so they, it's like, yeah they established that San Yeah, Francisco. it's very, you know, maybe it's more urban. That house is very, like, a little bit cooler than... Wait, what is the Alf family's last name? Tanner? Wait, they're the Tanners, too? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, am I... Wait, Hold on. wait, am I... Am I bonkers here? So, Caitlin, oh, Brian, and Willie Tanner? Yeah, Willie Tanner. Oh, wow. Well, this was NBC, and... Uh... Full House was ABC, so CBS probably also had a Tanner, a Tanner installment. I wonder. Oh, it'd be really funny if they established their like distant relatives. Whoa! Alf and Michelle do a crossover. That'd be so great. Uh, I I also just a bigger point that I have while watching this, and I guess this was around the time that Alf was peeking in their bedroom to like wake them up and make them go do all the work that he signed up for. Yeah, was. How humiliating was this show for the humans on it? Are there any episodes where any of the four actual people get anything interesting to do? Uh, Or is every episode this puppet doing funny stuff while all four of the humans are just not getting to do anything fun? They're they're not the ones driving the comedy. They don't get funny lines. They just, like, look at this puppet and roll their eyes. And I'm wondering, like, as an actor... How do you do that every week and feel good? I'm assuming they paid well, right? Uh, yeah, I assume they paid well. Well, yeah, so, like, the 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 bit I know, I wish I was more of an expert, but the bit I know is that this, so, like, when they, it's a sitcom, like, they thought, like, all right, we're signing up for a sitcom, right? But because of all the puppet work, the set was built, like, four feet above, like, four feet above ground, right? It's, like, all elevated so they can get underneath to do the puppet stuff. There's trap doors everywhere, right? Which is actually a little bit dangerous. Yeah. And, like, and they ha- and they constantly had to, like, like, a scene that would it be, you know, that you could shoot, you know, in an hour or a couple hours, right, would take, like, three times as long on that set because of all the work they had to do with the puppet. And, uh, yeah, and the cast hated it. It was so... No, and it's amazing. Like, um, look here, there's a quote by Max Wright, actually, about... Who plays Willie, who plays the dad. So this is Wikipedia. It says, Max Wright stated he despised supporting a technically demanding, inanimate object that received most of the good lines of dialogue. He admitted to being, quote, hugely eager to have Alf over with. And there's a story that, like, after they wrapped the final episode... Like, after he was done, he just, like, got up his coat, left, walked out the door, and, like, never came back. (laughs) I can totally understand. It's really funny how there's, like, this meta-commentary of Alf as the character in the show is uh, selfish and demanding and is a leech sucking out the life of these humans. And then also Alf as the puppet 
on the show is doing the exact same thing. So a lot of the performances by specifically the parents, they feel really real because those actors look real tired and real annoyed. Yeah. A lot of the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I think, yeah. No, Max Wright especially is great. And he's actually, he was like a stage actor and got a Tony. Like, he's, like, you know, I, I think it's I think it's important to, to uh, act, like, good acting makes acting look easy, right? Yeah. And I think it's important. I, I What I think, you know, what I think the right thing to say is that, like, there was definitely a lot of personal feelings that they did, that the actors did a really great job of channeling into their performances. Because yeah. if this was a show about, like, a sweet, helpful alien that was just, like, so nice and, like, always, like, you know, granting them wishes or yeah. things, then the energy would be super off because, like, why are you guys hating on this totally rad yeah. alien? But no, you make the alien a total asshole and it works because the situation is horrible. Uh, I also noticed that there's such a big age difference between the two children. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it was very similar to the age difference between myself and my sister, I think. Because right. there's like 12 so difference been, between me and uh, her. Right, because like, what? So, uh, Brian would have been about 10 and... and she's going to college. She's, she's college at least, There's about at least eight, eight, yeah, eight or so years. Yeah. Which is a really... I mean, is that ever called out? It's such an interesting choice. Is that... I feel like, uh... How often do sitcoms have siblings that are so far apart in age? No, that's a good point. Because I feel like, well, is that is that true of sitcoms? Because, like, I feel like in, a, in terms of, like, casting a sitcom about a suburban family, it's the formula is, you know, mom, dad, son, daughter, and one of them is a teenager and the other one's this younger. Will be younger, yeah. And then it's like, all my demographic boxes are checked off. Yay! And that, yeah, and that age gap. But like, in a, if it was an actual family, that age gap would be kind of like, man, what? Why did you wait so long between yeah. having your kids? That's. It's, there's a difference between because you know you have like your step by steps where it's like a blended family, and then eventually the you know the new husband and wife decide to have a child of their own, mm-hmm. which happens in like season five or six of Step by Step when they have. Oh, I want to say grape. <laughs> I know what? her name is not Grape. Grape? <laughs> For some reason, when I think of the baby on Step by Step, it has something to do with jelly or grape or purple or... Oh, I cannot help you. I did not. No, know. it's like Lily. It might be... Should be looking stuff up. Yeah, Welch's. This is the kind no, of thing that makes... Welch's. This makes podcast listeners so, so ang- angry. They start shouting... Step by Step fan out there. I will look this up. <laughs> I'll say that while, while you're looking that up, like, because I'm trying to think, I, like, I like, I was like, that feels like a common formula, and now I'm trying to think of other shows. Uh, the, uh, the Munsters, maybe? Right? Because didn't they have, uh... No, the Munsters, they have one child, and the, the other, the other one is the attractive woman, I think is their niece? Who comes to live with them, I think. Well, but practically, it's still, like, yeah. a kid. Well, no, but I guess the point is, right, if it's... If it's like a, um... This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Her yeah. name is Lily. Yeah. So I have no idea where I was pulling... Grape? Was she like the Welch's baby or something? I... I... Did Welch's have a baby? I'm off the rails on this step-by-step. If step you evolution. have any idea how Lily is connected to the word grape, <laughs> send an email to... I, maybe there's a plot line about her eating a lot of jelly. I have no idea. Well, that's, <laughs> I'll come back for that that's episode. That's so stupid. Uh, I, did wanna, I also like that um, early on, Alf is just wearing a really cool like sweater vest and t-shirt. Yeah, they like, don't address that. Alf I just mean, wears like, clothes. Yeah, because he's, like, he's not, he doesn't usually wear clothes. I think there are jokes about him wearing clothes or not wearing clothes. Uh, and like, yeah, and I actually, I, when I saw that, I was kind of surprised. And I thought they'd call it out with a joke or something. Really nice, like, didn't. preppy look. Yeah. I mean, but you think he could play in a, like... Well, he was excited about college, right? And he comes yeah. back with a pom-pom. He made pom-poms out of newspaper. Yeah. Give me an L! Give me a Y! Give me an N, N, N! Now lose the extra N! What have you got? Was it something I spelled? Uh, right, and so, like, I guess that was just part of, you know, the thing he was planning to celebrate Lynn going to college. Because <laughs> he didn't know, at that point, that she wasn't going. How horrible he was being. So, what what works about this episode? What works? The pu- I, I was, the puppet works. In what, like, what do you mean? The uh, Alf works. Like, Alf is a like it's fun... competent, like it's yeah, competently like, executed. Yeah, I think it is competently puppeteered. Uh, great voice perform- performance. Uh, I was really impressed with the amount of uh, movement in the face. It really emotes. Oh yeah, it, it's like it emotes more than a Muppet, but not as much as like a movie puppet that's supposed to be a total like a job of the hut. Right, so Paul, so Paul, so it's Fusco, like in between there. Paul Fusco was the puppeteer, uh, and it was it was the rig where it's like he was doing uh, one arm, one hand arm, and one in the mouth. Uh, there was a second uh, assistant who was doing the other arm, and then they actually did radio control for yeah. like ears and eyes and things like that. Um, so it was a pretty sophisticated rig, and uh, I, oh yeah, I wanted to bring this up earlier, I forgot. But like Fusco is a kind of like. He's the guy, he's the kind of guy who, like, um, is very, like, he wanted to create this illusion of Alf as, like, independent of the show, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of the same oh, way, like, like he would go on, like, to the Tonight Show and stuff, right? Well, yeah, he would do yeah. that, but also, like, so the story, right, so this goes all the way up to, like, uh, right, Tina Fey's story about him on, uh, Alf being on the 75th anniversary SNL episode that she was producing, right? <laughs> was it, was it SNL or just the 75th? Anyway, but, like... Seventy uh, fifth NBC anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I'm sorry. That's what I meant. And uh, right, because Alf makes an appearance, and apparently that was like the biggest headache of producing it because he insisted that like nobody see the puppet stuff. Right, so it was like they had to be in place, and then as soon as like Alf's part was over, they like 
took it took him down and snuck it out of the building. Nobody off camera behind the scenes. Nope. They didn't want anyone anyone behind the scenes to see the puppet stuff. They yeah, like like wow. this point where it's like no one as few people as possible should see this as a puppet. Are the, you should only you should see Alf as a creature. Are the Muppets that strict about it? Uh, I, as far as I know, I've never heard any kind of similar stories like that. But the point is, right? Like, like I think it's crazy. I don't know. Well, I guess I think Jim Henson is also just a lot more like chill. Chill, like yeah, hey, these are puppets, obviously. But I don't know. Yeah, like it, like that kind of that story reminded me of like Pee Wee Herman, right? Yeah. Because uh, Paul Rubens kind of did the same thing, where like he would appear as Pee Wee Herman in public and like do interviews as Pee Wee Herman, and like and especially like pre-internet, right? It was like, who? What is the guy's real yeah, name? Yeah. Like he would. You had kind of had to like do a little. <laughs> it was hard to figure out if they didn't want you to. So, like, uh, yeah, so as far as, like, you know, did it work? Does the puppet work? Like, yeah, he's a real, like, uh, yeah, this was not, like, a, this wasn't, like, some producer guy had an idea for, like, a puppet thing, and they hired someone to do the puppet, and it was, like, half-assed, right? Like, No, this is a great puppeting. Yeah, yeah, he was a puppeteer first that wanted to make a show, and at least in the quality of that, it definitely, yeah, definitely. Does anything else about this episode work work well it's funny we say work because i don't know what uh like i'm like well what was what was trying to be like to what end what was trying to be accomplished like it was, it's well done <laughs> like i don't know yeah i think it's like kind of it's kind of unsatisfying i mean i i, I one of the reasons why i picked it was is because of that whole idea of like uh you know alf has such this like negative effect on this family oh no it's it's a nightmare but like yeah and they and they sort of like they don't really resolve it in like a way they resolve they like they resolve it in a surface way yeah right which is that like at the end the music is nice and lynn is like oh you made an effort i was such a brat <laughs> yeah and everyone's like happy to be a family they're like again. hitting it's like but, saying it's like if you have a dog that only knows the tone of your voice and so you're like you want to go outside do you want to jump off a cliff <laughs> and he'll just like react the same way like do you want a treat yeah do you want me to hit you i would never hit a dog um, but like, that's how it is. So the end of this episode, which uh, to get to segue into what doesn't work, yeah, the end of the episode is hitting all those notes of like everyone's talking a sing songy voice. They sound like they're apologizing. They sound like they've learned a lesson. It sounds like they've all grown, and it's a happy ending. But it's like, no, it is a pretty bleak ending if you just like look at the words they are saying, which is. The daughter who got in... Amherst is a good school, right? Yeah. It's where her father went on the show. Right. She got in. She wants to go. They also could afford to do it before this alien freeloader came into their house. Um, and so, like, the the, res- the resolution is... I've been acting like such a brat. I'm sorry. You're still grounded. <laughs> I guess I could go to college around here. You could? Yeah. A lot of my friends are going to state schools. Can't be that bad. At a girl, eat your words. I've been such a brat. No, you haven't. Not really. I mean, You've she was so, she was kind of You're so justified. This is her future and the fact that her parents are putting up with this little nuisance that is destroying their homes and also their blood, like their daughter. Right. Alpha is not their Alpha's making all these jokes about how, like, I'm going to walk you down the aisle and stuff. And it's like, you're a nightmare monster. I don't want you. In- you're you're robbing me of having the education that I want for myself. Right. 
I don't know though, but on the flip it's side, so the, horrible. But on the flip side, right? You could say at the end, she like at the end, it is a little bit of like I. So the funny thing is, I remembered it as uh, that she doesn't get to go to college at all, and in reality, no, she gets. She just has to go to state school and be like a commuter, right? Which is like not that. Like I mean, I don't know, right? It gets into like questions of like, well, what is like really, you know, how important is it to like go to a prestigious school? And, like, you know, uh, what kinds of, like, um, yeah, what, what obligations do you have for... Like, I think the it dog... Seems the like... dog The dog analogy, I think, is actually really good, because, like, the, like a dog will, uh, you know, like, the, like Alf, in a, Alf is kind of a dog in a way, right? In that, like, <laughs> he has, you know, he's not inert, right? He has, he's, he has agency, he has an intention, he has good intentions, but then he does things that are bad, and you have to clean up for after him. Uh, and the question of like, well, how, you know, how much should you hold him responsible for what he does? If it's a dog, you can be like, well, the dog doesn't know any better. And in this case, like, well, he's not, he's like, he's sentient and he's like, you know, he, he fly spaceship, like he's an alien, right? So you can converse with him, but also he's like, he's an alien. Like he doesn't know how things work and he, you know, so it he is, knows, but he also is smart enough. He's. As soon as he finds out he's the one that is uh, dragging down her dreams, he's like, well, we need to get more jobs. Like, he's fluent enough in earthly customs to be like, okay, jobs equal money. They need more money. We need to get more jobs. And he, like, is pretty adept at going through the one ads and getting Willie a, a job interview as a toilet, a men's room attendant. Right. And, like, he, he knows that the thing that, like, the thing that doesn't uh, work for me about this is the fact that they say very clearly in the episode, like... Wait, what? Like, you guys said that I could apply to out-of-state schools. You went to Amherst. And they were like, yes, we know. Like, that's what we said. But things have changed in the last year. Like, they they make it very clear that the only reason she can't go to the college that they were totally fine with paying for her to go to, probably want her to go to, is because of this one little thing that the show is named after and that gets all the jokes. That eats all the jokes. Right. Which is actually kind of... Like, now, that, <laughs> now you say it that way, I'm like, that is kind of weird to, like... Uh, like, to set that up. Like, I don't know, if you were actually having that conversation with someone in your family and you're like, well, it's because we have to take care of this other family member. Like, that is kind of a... Uh, and it, to, and leave that hanging. I don't and know. Alf isn't even a family member. He's a weird freeloading alien creature that they... But they did... They... They... Accepted him. They gave him shelter. <laughs> I mean, like, I, yeah, I don't know. Okay, if you think, if they had known, when he crashes, when he crash landed, if they had known, this guy's going to be so much miscellaneous expenses for the next, you know, years, would they have taken it? Would you think they would have been like, take him away, government? If at that time... I mean, they thought it was going to be, they thought he was going to be, like, you know, dissected, so... If I some mean, fortune teller or something like, hard thing that was ask. just like, okay, you are either going to be able to give your daughter to go to college... Or you have to take care of this little shit. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a harder thing two years later after they become attached to it and, like, it's become more of a part of their family and, yeah. You know, they... Well, that, yeah, so, so one of the things, one of my criticisms watching it, like, when I was rewatching it was that, like, I never really feel like Alf does the thing, like, they all sort of come around to be like, well, we're family, but you never really get the sense that Alf is, like, really remorseful and it's like does he and it's like like does he understand i think part of it though like i i think this kind of like analysis of 
the show is not something that you would have done 30 years like 30 no. years ago you would not have asked this of the script no like right? you know it's a it's a family show so the kids would have like you did the kid watches it just elf is funny this is funny the parents watch it and are like this is they're, the parents probably watch it and do what we're doing, and then just like whatever, and don't think well, twice no, about it. Well, none of that, right? You watch TV, just like, like just like tune into not like either, and you have this gut reaction of like that didn't make any sense. So what's for dinner? Like you know, you don't. Care. I don't even think that. I mean, we're talking about Alf the way like like we're applying Star Trek level analysis <laughs> to Alf, right? Where it's like because I mean, there is a level. I don't know. Like I, I always think of uh, Matt Groening did an, uh, did an interview once where he talked about like. I guess they'd like surveyed people about why they like the Simpsons and like the number one answers was like, yeah, I like all the colors. Like, yeah. Cause, cause what, <laughs> yeah. cause the way a lot of people relate to television is they put it and that is not a problem. Right. But it's like, they put it on to have something on, you come home and you just want to like get, you know, uh, you don't want to think and you just want to like yeah. be entertained and not really think hard about it. And that's okay. And like you have familiar, you know, and it brings like familiar faces into your home, and that's like good, that has good feelings. So it's like, you know, that's so so that level, right? The fact that like, okay, at the end they do the form of reconciliation, formative reconciliation, yeah, right. They they like they hit all the notes and they do the actions. They tie it all up. They tie it all up, and Alf says a joke. And it's like, it feel. I mean, even watching it, right, intellectually, I'm like, I don't think... This is horrible. I don't think Alf really Len's deserves... life is going in a different direction because of... Yeah, but, it, but even in, like, less than that, it's like, I don't think... I'm not sure Alf really deserves the forgiveness no. that Lynn is offering. But on the other hand, I still felt nice, like, yeah, the way was she re- was yeah. like, oh, and that. So it's like, There's it, an it, so it works, it works on that level. It works to the degree that it, I think it was trying to, uh, yeah, to, to, it, it went as far as it was trying to go, it got there. There's an interesting show in there, though, where, I mean, like, like, like we said, and like, uh, Max Wright, that's mm-hmm. his name, like, like he said, Alf is the only character on the show. He's the only one that has jokes and, like, gets to do anything. There's something interesting if, if season three of the show actually dealt with, Lynn is now going, to the state school, she is mad. And now she just has, like, a running feud with Alf. Like, that would give her something fun to play. That doesn't happen. I imagine they probably never mention this again. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember now. I was trying like, to think, like, I mean, what, the, the, what, the, is, the, what are all the other characters? Like, what is Brian's game? Like, what are these characters interested in? Like, why is Alf the only person that is... I mean, obviously, he's the puppet, and it's, like, a funny puppet. Yeah. But the show can could hit another level if they paid more like let these people do anything other than just i pro i put it out yeah yeah no i think the only way that alf gets attention is by insinuating there's danger happens twice in the episode willie where's the fire extinguisher Two point one seconds. A new record. Right. And then to wake them up the next morning, he like walks in and he's like, hey. "Now that you're up, can I see the two of you in the living room?" Uh, Alf, we're tired. No, we want to go to sleep. Fine, but I don't know how you two can sleep, considering what's in the living room. <laughs> Such a little shit. Yeah. He does that twice in the episode. 
I think, I th- I'm trying, yeah, to the extent, I don't know, this might not have been a good episode to pick then if you really wanted to get the human casts, like, character games and so on. Because you yeah. definitely have, like, you've got the nosy neighbors, which you only see briefly in this one, you see... Is Mrs. she, is she a regular? Mrs. Akmanik, yeah. Right, Raquel, right? Yeah, Raquel. Because that's Jerry Seinfeld's mother. Uh, yes. Well, in a different universe. Yeah, in a different universe. <laughs> I wanted to bring that up because she was in the Seinfeld episode we did had a big part in that. And we loved her on that. Yeah. Yeah, so the neighbors the neighbors have a bigger have a big you know, they come back a lot and the Yeah, and there's different um yeah, there's like like in this episode Brian barely did anything. No, I remember them but, having a I vaguely remember them having a he likes Brian, right? Like they're they're friends. Yeah, he's a ten-year-old kid with an eight. A yeah, free of course he pal. loves like, this. Yeah, they're... I also wanted to bring up how creepy it is in the opening credits when the when Alf like drops the cam. Anytime Alf drops the camera and then scurries on screen, and you see like presumably like little a child in a weird Alf costume, like just the feet scurrying around. It was an it was an adult actor who was. A very and then, person. like at the end, when you see like, Alf like run into like the family photo shot, anytime you see a puppet moving like that, yeah, like anytime you see like any Muppet legs, it's just always so weird. And it's especially really? it didn't like, make you be like, "Whoa, this is maybe this real." Well, I was wondering if he seems if he isn't scaled right is also the thing. I feel like the puppet Alf is smaller. Of course, he has to be smaller than the. The person that is, yeah, the suit. Out. Uh, the suit. The guy in the suit was like three. We should look. I should look that up because I just. I don't know. I mean, I've, this is only the one episode I've seen right now. But I feel like the Alf at the end of the opening credits is slightly bigger than the Alf you see like just sitting at the table. But that's also forced perspective, and who knows? <clears throat> ah, here we go. The uh, there were some shots of the tiny alien running or walking around. This was accomplished by the two foot nine inch oh, actor wow. Michu. Mesaros, who was wearing an elf costume. So this can be seen in the series intro, the, uh, the intro, which concludes with the Tanner family getting their picture taken. Um, however, Mesaros' services became too costly, as well as time-consuming. The full elf costume was abandoned after the first season. Oh, okay. So they only yeah. used that a little bit. But he... Wow. Uh, but no, and it does look weird, because like knowing that it's just a suit, right, when he goes out to take the photo, yeah. his face doesn't move. Like, his yeah. face is just there because it's, it's, it's a very nice halloween happen. costume yeah i wanted to point out in the the very final episode the final scene of the episode is it's very in the morning like they just finished their horrible paper route right they come home so it's morning and i just want to point out the morning lighting mm-hmm. is red like that entire scene is so red like in like the back of part of the kitchen which is kind of like yeah, an yeah. outdoorsy area the light coming in there is just red Huh. And it just looked so apocalyptic. It just did not. It like did not look real, like in any way. I was very uh, taken out of this show about an alien because of the lighting in the back. Interesting. I didn't really like. Yeah, that, that's one of the things didn't really register for me. But now you say it, like, yeah, okay. I was just looking for things to complain about. Um, uh. So let me get uh, some trivia about the episode. You've already shared so many uh, nice trivia bits. Thank you. Well, I was anxious and I wanted to do a yeah. good job. Well, and also you've talked to me about all this Alf stuff before, so I knew it was in your noggin. Um, so, again, it's hard to find ratings for older shows. Even this? Even in 1988? Yeah, it goes... 
it's weird. You're you're depending on other people having scanned in a whole bunch of USA Today's from the eighties and just like, oh, you're okay. rolling. like the Golden Girls. I found one and it had all been transcribed and just like text edit code. So it was just like a big block of you know number 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 like TV show title and just like a bit. I had to like do a control F to find it. And it yeah, was yeah. Like, so Alf couldn't really find it, but season two, the average number of viewers in season two was eighteen point eight million. Which nowadays is so many. Like, that's Walking Dead numbers. (laughs) Um, So, and it also was the number 10 most watched show of the uh, 87-88 season, tied with The Wonder Years. Mm. So the other top 10 shows, this is what ALF was uh, simultaneously aired with. So this is giving you an idea of the era. Number 9, Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Uh, Eight. 60 Minutes, which I'm <laughs> discovering I'm talking about 60 Minutes a lot on this show, because apparently 60 Minutes was a ratings juggernaut, and I had no idea. Uh, number seven, Night Court, which I never knew Night Court was that big of a hit. I never knew it was a top ten hit. Hmm. Uh, six, Who's the Boss? Five, Growing Pains, which is Alf minus an alien, plus Kurt Cameron. <laughs> All right. Um, four, Golden Girls. Three, Cheers. To a different world, and won the Cosby Show. So the Cosby Show verse holding down that number one, number two spot. Uh, that's the top ten. Does Alf fit in with those? Fit in? Yeah, I mean, well, it's the only one of them to have a puppet. Uh, that's for sure. Well, in terms of statue, well, if sixty minutes gets to be in there, then <laughs> yeah, it is a very, this is a very sitcom heavy era because they're all sitcoms except for Murder She Wrote and Sixty Minutes. That's interesting. Nowadays, it would all be The Voice. For network TV. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me sad. <sighs> um, the IMDb rating. So 102 users rated this particular episode a 7.8. Hmm. Did you go higher or lower than that? Uh, I would go lower. Well, this is a this is for... Uh, for, out of, for an ALF episode or for a TV episode? Let's go both. Give, give me your both. I mean, Since for, you've seen all of ALF? For all of TV, it's probably... It, maybe it's a 7, because it, there's probably a lot of terrible... I don't know. No, it's not a great... It's not, like, it's not like bad, like, hard to watch, but it's, like, not the best... It's not, like, the best ALF episode. I, I pitched it because I was, like... It's a, it's a mind... I cannot believe that this was a plot of this, ALF. This is the plot of the season finale. Yeah. And the meta thing was, like, we just need to keep Lynn... Like, oh, like we, we realize can't, we can't she's, her out. she's 18 and we don't want to write her out. We need to explain why she's still staying at home. But, like, the thing is, it could have been her plan to go to state school and stay at home all along. Yeah. Like, they didn't need to do that either. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of, like, as far as that, hitting that idea of, like, of, of like, what the consequences of keeping an alien in your home are... It's. I think it's like a great episode. As far as like, <laughs> I don't think this makes anybody's like top ten alpha episode. No. I was wondering if if they had switched around the episode to where she wanted like, she like turned eighteen, and for years her parents have been promising like, well, once you turn eighteen, we'll buy you a car. Like, we'll finally get you a car. You won't have to drive ours around. And instead of her going to college, it was a car. Like, if the stakes were lower, I feel like there that is a car. Wait, I feel like that plays. I feel like that plays it better 
Okay, so now you got now you're making me want to look up uh, <laughs> the no because there's an episode where they buy uh, Alf buys a car. I gotta, here's the thing: I got to figure out when it happened because okay, no, it is okay. So okay, so this is this is insane. So there's a season one episode, baby, can, uh, baby, you can drive my car. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mentioned it's mentioned on the Wikipedia because. Uh, when they establish the, uh, oh yeah, here it is. Yes, the the Melmac currency of Wernick is equal to ten. One Wernick is ten American dollars. Yeah. Uh, lint, gravel, and foam are as precious on Melmac as is gold on Earth. Whereas gold and platinum are so common, they're used in place of porcelain to make toilets and sinks. This is a plot point because Alf uses all the gold in his spaceship. To buy Lynn a car, a Ferrari. So basically, wait, does it, the episode end with her keeping the Ferrari? Uh, no, because it's a sitcom, okay, right? I was it has like, to reset. Yeah. Uh, but like, so this season two finale happens a full year after the episode where Alf's gold was wasted on a Ferrari and lost. Why? Like, they could have been using all the. They, why weren't Willie and Kate like, oh, okay, well, this is what's, this is your allowance. Yeah, no, I think. Use all, this is your allowance. Well, I believe that, I believe they discover, they, they do not know that his spaceship is full of gold until after he's used it to buy a Ferrari. And I think the Ferrari gets like crashed, right? So that that, it's all lost. So it's like, it's like there was a chance, you know, in, in the. (laughs) This poor family. Yeah, in a modern, like, yeah, in the modern day version of this show, right, where people are super obsessed with continuity, there would be dialogue about how we could have used that gold (laughs) to go to Harvard. It's a fun show. Honestly, like, asking all these, like, if we were to do an elf reboot and actually ask all these questions, I think, like, it adds a more fun level of creativity and, like, you get to, like, I don't know, you make them a rich, interesting show because of that, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, having them talk about, like, yeah, if we only had that uh, that gold, do you have any more gold? Where's your, like, let's go back into your spaceship. Like, let's figure this out. Well, the trade-off is that would be interesting and satisfying if you were, again, watching it like Star Trek, right? <laughs> well, but, like, but, modern, but, modern no. sitcoms also do that now. Yeah, no, yeah, they, yeah. well, they do that now, right? Because it's so easy, because it's so easy to watch things in order. Now, back then, it was just, when are you going to catch it? Yeah, no, this, I, I was uh, actually surprised that, I mean, like, I figured by 88, you were already in the, the, um, like, I remember you guys were talking about, like, Dick Van Dyke, where it was like, yeah, there was, like, it was just episodes, and it wasn't really any sense of, like, season finale, we gotta do something special, like, yeah, there yeah. Wasn't, and this, like, same thing, it was sort of, it did acknowledge it, and that, like, we need to keep Lynn at home, but, like, they didn't even have Brian in the end, like, it was, like, yeah. was barely in the episode, and it's season finale, like, you'd think they would, like... Have something big happen, and they didn't. No. Uh, I would give this... See, I can't rate it. If I was going to rate it against all of TV, I would give this like a 6.8. Well, that's generous. 6.5? Yeah. There's, I mean, it's fascinating to watch from a technological, like, just how did they do this standpoint. Um, And Alf has some, like, okay jokes. I laughed... I'm trying, I laughed a little bit in this episode, but a lot of it was laughing and just like, this is ridiculous. Like, right. this is, I can't believe that this is an episode of ALF where the daughter on the show's future gets totally derailed because of this garbage disposal of an alien. 
Uh. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel like when I talked to you about it, I was so like, Alf is so terrible, and now you're being like, he's garbage. And I'm like, oh, he's not that. Oh. <laughs> I mean, no. he's also adorable and funny, and I liked yeah. playing with his puppet. Um, I would say I would <clears> give it a five. It is a mediocre episode of Alf, uh, and uh, I don't like ratings, I will, so that's easy to just pick well, the middle with. I will say, like, if you ever want to come on, we can do whatever the IMDb users say is the best episode. Sure. Um, but I also don't know if you want to go for a second round of Alf on this podcast. I could just be the Alf guy if yeah. that's what you need. For me. Um, the thing that I wanted to point out, which blew my fucking mind Whoa. when I found this out, is that... Alf was co-created by Tom Patchett, yeah, who was the showrunner on the Bob Newhart show for like the last three seasons with Jay Tarsus. Huh. So Tom Patchett does the Bob Newhart show, and then he does Alf. Like eight years later, he hooks up with this Paul Fusco guy, and they do Alf. And so watching this is it's so fascinating. Do you like There's what nothing... do you see? I mean, or what's what Tom Patches? You said he did the last three seasons. Like, yeah, yeah, and about? I and I've done I've like done I've read like some interviews with Tom Patch and Jay Tarsus, and you can see it like they and I talked about this with Kevin Hines in our Bob Newhart show episode last week um, about how <clears throat> they tried to like in the context of other seventy shows, Bob Newhart was a weird show, mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't read that way nowadays, but there was like a really dry weirdness to it. Yeah, yeah. And if you hear them talk about it, they talk about how like, yeah, we were weird because they knew, they knew better than anyone. Like they knew that the choices they were making when they made them was for the intention of being weird or doing things unexpectedly um, or just being a little bit offbeat, like the news radio of the seventies. And so that does like, you know, I could see we're like, yeah, now let's do a sitcom with an alien, a puppet alien. That's a weird idea. Uh, and that's an, that's an, is an inherently weird driver of comedy. So I can see that overlapping. Yeah. If weird is your MO and someone's like, Hey, I want to do a show about an alien puppet. You're like, all right, this is, I can do some stuff here. Tom Patchett's leading men were Bob Newhart and Alf. (laughs) That's amazing. That's so Alf has a pedigree. Yeah. Alf has got, like, a lineage. Um, yeah, so who would you say had the must-see performance of this episode? Now, I will say that usually when we do a show where the title of the show is named after a character, that character has always been, I think, the MVP. Is that that's your pick? No, that didn't happen on Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld was not... <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld yeah, will probably yeah. never be the MVP on a Seinfeld episode. Or Emma, MSP. So, who are you going to say had the must-see performance? Uh, Willie. Yeah, let's do Willie! Yeah? <laughs> you, 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 said, you said, like, it's going to be Alf going into it. Yeah. Like, did you, you, you definitely... Well, it's, it's going, like, usually it's like, who is the funniest is what I judge this on, or, like, who just had, like, the most... Oh, funniest? Yeah, no, funniest that's, not, has that's to a be Alf. question. So, like, but, like, for this episode... I'm trying to feel like, what is my criteria for a must-see performance? And I think if your must-see performance criteria is, like, who has the jokes when it's fucking Alf, because Alf has all the jokes, because they don't give the jokes to anyone else. But you watch Max Wright as Willie, and he's, like, he's working. Like, he's trying, and he's also so tired. Oh, yeah, no, he's 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 amazing. He's in it. Yeah, no, you can feel, uh, yeah, just the way he delivers every line (laughs) is so... Great, like even the inconsequential lines, he like puts so much like of the tired 
Yeah. It's like, oh, yes. He's you got know, a like, very... Of the other cast members, of the human cast, he his character feels the most realized because, like, he has... And it might just be... I think it's just Max Wright's natural delivery. Mm-hmm. He has, like, a kind of weird walk-in-y, like... Like, a tired walk-in-y type of delivery. Like, yeah, yeah. He's... He's definitely, like, people could, if he was a bigger name actor, people would be doing impressions of him all the time. Because he was also on Friends, and he was basically the exact same character. Yeah. He was the boss of Central Central Perk for a couple of episodes in season one. Yeah, he got, yeah, I guess he got typecast as being, like, harried and crushed. Yeah. Sad, Not even just harried. Yeah, no, he's, like, so, no, it's so, it's, it's, it's endearing, right? Yeah. You feel, you want to hug him. You really want to get out more. That's the, that is amazing, right? He is performing across from a literally fuzzy, huggable, like. literally, yeah, fuzzy, furry, alien, <laughs> like cuddly thing. But Max Wright is the one you want to hug because you, you want just, to hug Alf, but like you need to hug Willie. Like hugging, he needs it. Hugging he, Alf, hugging Alf would feel okay, but like hugging Willie would fe- would like really deeply yeah. move you. So like, that's that's the real. But I think that comes with age. Like I said, when I was eight, I was like, "Oh, dad's always yelling." It's you know, but like now I understand why. But yeah, but now I'm like, yeah, oh man, look, and and as acting, as as terms of comedy, I think even in terms of comedy, because like yeah, I think I think he he makes a lot of lines. Like he gets he gets the he get he gets he gets humor or gets comedy out of a lot of lines that probably weren't. Even and he made me want to laugh at that one line Which about one? like the um. You get, you know, you get the experience of living with an alien. Like, that's a funny line yeah. that he delivered in a way that made me want to laugh, and then I didn't, because I was like, no one's laughing. This is weird. Yeah. Uh, um, would you say this is a must-see episode of television for people who haven't seen it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, off the top of your head, can you think of an ALF episode that is a must-see episode of ALF? The one, the episode that I was excited to see again when I found it on Hulu and started rewatching it was the one where uh, there's a cockroach in the house. And basically what happens is Alf has some, like, bug spray from... I forget if it was an Earth cockroach or a space cockroach. But I think... No, I think... Okay, I don't remember the combination. I'm going to guess that it was a... It was a space cockroach, and the fact was that using Earth... uh, insecticide on it made it grow ah. and so over the course of the episode it turns from like a annoying insect to like a giant monster in the house <laughs> and it's kind of neat because it's like you know i guess you know another puppet and there's a little bit of like a you know uh <laughs> the actors had to be so angry that week another puppet <laughs> more puppets damn it but it's like it gets to the point where it's like you know all you see is like the shadow of the thing and i actually i'm trying to, i don't remember that sounds name. great yeah no that was the one that's the one that stuck that stuck with, stuck with me. Maybe that that's the point. Like, maybe this show doesn't, like, you. We, like, we definitely overthought it, which is the, part of the point of this podcast. But I think that's because the plot necessitated it. Like, Alf was like, here is a story about real-life consequences from having an alien around. Mm-hmm. And the family dealing with it in scenes with no laugh track. And then coming to a weird resolution that they treat as a dramatic, serious thing. Whereas what you just described to me is what the show... I want to see, which is, yeah, an alien lives with this family, and it's just nuts. <laughs> like, there's, they don't try and make sense of anything. There are weird, there are no repercussions. It's just a crazy weird thing, and, like, that makes more sense. Well, there's still cons. I mean, yeah. like, the cockroach monster is going to 
Yeah, but they're not going to, like, have, like, a serious dramatic scene about, like, I don't know, a lesson learned or whatever. I don't want Alf (laughs) teaching me any lessons. I'm not going to learn it. No, I don't know. I think there's something interesting in there. Like, I don't know how to begin to unpack it, right? But, like, there's, like, there's, like, serious... There's consequences that are uh, entertaining because they are just so outside of your world, right? Basically, like... Being devoured by a cockroach monster, yeah. or even like being captured by the government uh, and dissected because you're an alien. Those are pretty. Those are incre- those are life threatening consequences, but those are funny. Yeah, being like being unable to afford to go to Amherst is like smaller, but more real. Yeah, and then so maybe yeah, less funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would say this is, I don't know, I would re- I suggest everyone watch that episode of ALF. Maybe we'll watch that one next time. Uh, or yeah. watch this episode of ALF if you are just also equally as blown away that this was an episode of television. Or if you As wanna, I was, like, years ago when you first told me about this. <laughs> or if you want to, like, show it to your family as a way of opening the conversation about... Uh, uh, why they, why, why uh, your little brother got to go to college and you didn't. Yeah, or like why Bernie Sanders was right and we should have, I don't know, if you want to go there. <laughs> Free college. <laughs> oh, yeah, this would not have been the same in a Bernie Sanders America. No. Bernie Sanders kind of sounds like Alf. <laughs> oh my god, you're Kinda right. Kind of like... <laughs> a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, like, like yeah. Something yeah, Bertie sounds like an older Alf. Yeah. Whoa, you never seen him in the same... Uh, this... Did Alf ever meet Mr. T? Probably. You're, like, your shows are like A-Team and Alf, and I feel like... I mean, not on the... No, the A-Team never... No, that would have never happened. No. And I don't even know if they aired, like, overlapped air dates. Um, I think they were probably around the same time, but... but... And there has to be, like, an Alf Mr. T meetup at some point. I mean, probably. Uh, anyway. If people know about an Alf Mr. T meetup, where can they tell you about it on tw- on Twitter or the internet or find you? I am <laughs> Or ben- things you want to plug. I am Ben Zado on Twitter. I... B-E-N-Z-A-D-O. Correct. Uh, B-E-N-Z-A-D-O. If, oh. you're, if you're Canadian. Yeah. Or English, right? Or English. Yeah. That sounds... That doesn't make any sense, though. What? Z-A-D-O? That sounds weird. Z-A-D-O sounds right. I mean, when you're trying to get someone to, you know, your Z never sounds like C, right? When you're spelling. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I see it now. I take it back. (laughs) I don't know. But whatever, man. Uh, It's on the internet, so you're typing it most of the time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, Benzato on Twitter and basically anything else where there's a username. uh, I've I've had a lot of success keeping that. You've Um, had good brand recognition. Uh, I have good brain consistency. Yeah, yeah, not recognition. I don't no. think I get a lot of recognition, but that's okay. Put up the put up the Benzato t-shirts. See how fast they fly. The what t-shirt? Just put up Benzato oh, just t-shirts. Make t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. The... See if people can recognize that. No, actually, the funny thing is, this t-shirt I'm wearing just says "outsider," and it's like it is just some dude's blog. But I liked it because you didn't have to know <laughs> that to appreciate it. I don't. Do you recognize? No, but isn't that an apple leaf? Yeah, yeah that's so the, I knew that. that yeah, see? Boom. But it works, even if you don't know that it's a blog. Well, thank you for um, dropping into my apartment with this episode. Thank you for having me. This was fantastic. And that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest, Ben Riggie, for dropping by and talking about ALF with me this week. 
Next week on the show, I'll be talking about the Taxi episode Reverend Jim, A Space Odyssey. Reverend Jim, A Space Odyssey is in Season 2 of Taxi. It's Episode 3. You can stream Taxi on Hulu or CBS All Access. But this particular episode, as well as another, I don't know, two-thirds of all the Taxi episodes, are not streaming. So even though Reverend Jim, A Space Odyssey is arguably the best episode of Taxi of all time, and also one of the best episodes of a sitcom of all time, you might have a little bit of a trouble uh, finding it on the internet, but just search for it and it will appear to you, hopefully. Until then, you can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at Must Have Seen TV. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review Must Have Seen TV in iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Brett White. You can read my words at decider.com. You can check out my sitcom t-shirts and stickers at tpublic.com slash users slash Brett White. The theme song is Patricia's Moving Picture by the Go Team. And thanks to Acast for hosting the show. And thanks to all of you for listening. And I'll see y'all next week on Must Have Seen TV. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.